Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Rosé Room. It's your host, Cashton, and today we're going to have a unique episode because Taylor is unfortunately not with us, but I have a very special guest, and you may know him from our Instagram or from visiting our clinic, Mr. Keith Harris. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not as dynamic of an entry as I thought you were going to have, but it's okay. Yeah, I had a lot more in my head and it kind of just like didn't come out. It's okay. (laughs) It happens. Um, Okay. So today's episode is about men who maintenance. So Keith, as most of you may know or recognize, is our male medical assistant. So he assists our nurse injectors during their appointments. Um, He provides pre and post aftercare or pre and post care, I should say. He does all of our follow-ups. He takes your photos. He really guides the patient through their appointment and he's absolutely incredible. So I want you to give everybody a little bit of a background story of your medical background, how you got to do Rosé, and obviously we can talk about how you and I know each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So a little bit about my medical background. Um, My first job in hospitals was as a phlebotomist, which is someone who draws blood. Um, And then from there, I kind of went into um, emergency medicine. I became a paramedic and worked um, at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City on their stroke and trauma team. Um, I came down here and worked at Sunrise Hospital in the emergency room, working with a private physician group, assisting a lot of the physicians with their their procedures and things like that. Uh, After that, I kind of lost interest in clinical medicine and went a different route and got my degree in marketing and then Cashin kind of brought this opportunity to me to come and be the medical assistant at Drew Rose and it's been really cool because it's opened my eyes back up to clinical medicine. Um, people may not think that injections is that clinical, but it really is. There's a lot of risk factors that come into getting injections and having a team that's kind of aware of that is really important. So especially with Nurse D and Dr. Gresson, they really emphasize having that medical knowledge and like ACLS and knowing how to respond in emergency situations, even though it doesn't happen often or really ever, thank goodness. Um, we're prepared for it if it does. So that's been really fun. And that's how I, I'm here at DuRose. Absolutely. Um, so we did actually post on our Instagram yesterday that Keith would be not only taking over our Instagram, but also will be um, on the podcast. So people did submit some of their questions. And one, the most popular one is, how is it working with a bunch of girls? You're literally the only guy other than Dr. Gresson who's not there all the time. Yeah. Um, It's fun. I have to make up for the lack of testosterone, even for Dr. Gresson, we all know. Um, But no, it's really fun. Um, I get along with girls more than guys. I always have. Um, But it's also a really interesting dynamic working with our female patients because getting to um, be a part of the consultation process and giving my opinion on what um, services could be done for someone has been really interesting because it's not only a different um, perspective for me, but it's a different perspective for our patients to kind of have a female nurse injector and then have me both giving our input. And so that's really fun. And then obviously working with the girls are all fun. We're all cycled up at this point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the fact that you just said that is so funny. Um, so obviously Keith and I work together, but prior to that, I've known Keith since high school. I, Since I was, what, my sophomore year, so 15-ish? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So uh, we really 
got along in high school. He's such a great guy. And then he went off to college and then, you know, our communication kind of died out. And then how did we reconnect? So we actually reconnected in the beer aisle of a Smith's, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. I was like buying like a 36 pack of beer. Um, I think it was like Coors Light or something like very trashy as well. So now it's all White Claw, but yeah. Oh my um, God. Absolutely. In the days of Coors Light, um, I was buying, a, I pulled a 36 pack out and she goes, oh, is that for me? And I was like, oh, yeah, here you go. And then um, <laughs> I gave her my phone number so she could use it to get the like the discount. And then she forgot it and then didn't have the courage to come ask it, ask me for it again. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of reconnected. And then I actually went to like a onesie party at one of our best friend's house. <laughs> um, and since then, it's just been history. I know. We're literally inseparable. I'm with Keith probably every day more than I'm at my own home. People actually think we live together. It's so funny. But... One thing that's really exciting for me is not that I get to work with my friends, which I love and adore, but I also love that Keith is exposed to this environment that I really am so passionate about. And this episode obviously is called Men Who Maintenance, but you are not flamboyant by any means. And you have now participated in the space of cosmetic injections, getting facials. You literally just got a facial today. That's pretty invasive. Mm -hmm. And what has that been like for you? Because I think there's this misconception when it comes to beauty treatments, that beauty is synonymous with femininity. Yeah. And that's just really not the case because I look at you and you're like gorgeous and you've had, well, I'll let you kind of explain what kind of injection treatments you've had and what you like, what you don't like, et cetera. But please talk about men who participate in these treatments because it really is something that people don't talk enough about. Yeah, definitely. Um, this wasn't really an industry that I was very well-versed in before I basically started working in it. Um, and my skin has always been a really big problem. I've looked for like the fast treatments, the this, the that, the curology, the proactive, like the little things here and there. And even that like wasn't really something I talked about with my friends or my family. Like I was, it was something I was really embarrassed about and it actually like affected my life. I would cancel plans if I had a breakout or something like that. And it really affected my confidence. And that's kind of the biggest thing that I've noticed is as I've like, my skin's cleared up a little bit more and having less breakouts and getting these treatments, it's really boosted my confidence because I just feel better about the way I look, which is nice. And I think that that, that doesn't have gender lines, you know, like feeling confident and feeling good about your skin um, is for both men and women. Oh, agreed. I, I've always said skin doesn't have a gender. You have to live in it your entire life. And I, you know, a lot of the resistance that men provide when it comes to getting these treatments or even talking about them is that it's feminine and tedious. Mm -hmm. And that's really not the case. And you actually pulled up some really interesting stats that I'd love for you to share with the class. Yeah, I did. Because, you know, <laughs> I love research. I love to read um, and kind of know as much as I possibly can about every subject. If you've worked with me or if you've been in the clinic, um, I like to know as much as I possibly can and be um, a resource for everyone, our patients and our staff. Um, so some of the things I found um, that I found really interesting is just in general, the um the male skincare and beauty industry um, is projected to be worth $29.14 billion by 2024. So that just shows that it's not something that is going away, nor is it something that like needs to be a secret. And it's not something that if you're doing it, you're the only one, Yeah. Um, which I think is really big. Um, but some of the things that are kind I've found that are kind of stopping or prohibiting men from wanting to do these things is just um 
the products can sometimes be designed specifically for women. They're girly, they're glittery, they smell <laughs> like pomegranates. Yeah, my favorite and things. That exactly a lot of ours, um, but not, but not every man's, you know. <laughs> yeah. So doing something that is a little more gender neutral, like we carry SkinCeuticals, which I love their packaging because it's very like gender neutral it's like clear and like light blue and silver and it's like very you can have it on your shelf as a straight man and like no one's going to question it you know and yeah, it doesn't absolutely. look it's not like <sighs> yeah grapefruit flavor <laughs> so that's really cool um another thing that i read was that 43 uh, of men use skincare products that go beyond shaving cream already so they're using moisturizers they're using anti-aging they're using professional grade cleansers and they're using even concealer and makeup um so foundation yeah and i found that found that really interesting because that's also been something as i've worked in this industry and especially working with cash in i will she'll be like get on the instagram and do this and i'm like no i like have a giant zit on my forehead she's like put some concealer on and suck it up and i'm like okay <laughs> like the rest of us yeah so um and that's also been interesting like why can't we also use other products that make us feel and look our best like i think that that's fair and a lot of companies are kind of developing things specifically like makeup for men obviously we don't like like a lot of men get scared by that term but mm -hmm. especially like concealers that help with like un dark under eye circles and wrinkles and like um color corrective for when people have like red patchy skin so um one of the things i actually saw was like um was about a queer eye episode where they used color oh corrector God, on a guy favorite. who had like really red skin and that was um really like out there for the beauty industry because a lot of even females don't use color correctors so i thought that that was really interesting well to touch on that because i obviously am such a makeup addict there's so a few companies that highlight you know the diversity of their makeup product lines or they acknowledge that their clients aren't just women tom ford is great at this mac is great at this lady gaga's makeup is very much geared towards both men and women and i really appreciate that oh nars as well like there are so many different companies that i guess cater to this market and really cater to what you're saying because I don't see anything wrong with you throwing on conce a concealer. And quite frankly, I love a good drag moment. So like, maybe I'm not the voice of everybody, but <laughs> you know, I would always take it too far with you. I'm like, yeah. okay, do you want to put on eyelashes too and extensions? But I feel so bad for guys because they actually have to be naturally beautiful to like be walking around bare faced all the time, short hair. I just can't, all my least favorite yeah, and things. And how often is that like the case? Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> because like, <laughs> We all know I wake up and I'm like, oh, who is she? Yeah. Um, another thing I saw that was actually really interesting about uh, makeup and men is like it talked about um, a debate between presidential candidates like uh, like I think it was Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy. Maybe did they debate against each other? Oh, I, I don't actually no know, idea. but definitely Nixon. And one of them refused to wear any makeup. And he people thought he lost the debate because he looked sick. <laughs> and so it's like we like let's not look sick like let's just well, yeah. all look okay i mean people wearing makeup to conceal sickness or illness or blemishes goes back to obviously the patterned wig days of it all yeah absolutely so, well, even before that look at the egyptians they were men were wearing makeup too like oh a thousand percent so it was different compositions obviously but the yeah. same idea yeah so i think that that's something that i love to see being a little bit more inclusive do you want to talk about some of the cosmetic treatments that you've gotten yeah so um in terms of skincare one of my favorites is probably microneedling mm -hmm. which is what i got today um it's a semi-invasive treatment um the downtime is about three days 
depending on how your skin heals. It's really great for producing collagen and um, fighting against fine lines and wrinkles. But one of my biggest concerns um, is the ingrown hairs in my beard, which it really helps break up that dead skin. And even like peels, like enzyme peels and things don't get deep enough into my beard. It usually just like sits on top. So microneedling really gets in there and breaks that up and um, reduces the amount of ingrown hairs. It also like I get Botox or anti-wrinkle. I pr- I actually prefer to support personally. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is like the lines around my under eye, Botox or anti-wrinkle or whatever you're getting won't actually touch some of those wrinkles. So microneedling comes in and can actually reduce those fine lines, which I love. Um, I've also had peels. I get the facials, um, which are great. Those are things that I need. To, I don't do a great job of doing consistently. So like I'll start to break out and Taylor will yell at me and she's like, well, you're not doing it every <laughs> four to six weeks. And I'm like, I know I'm busy. It's so true. Um, but in terms of the uh, injections, I obviously do anti-wrinkle. I personally prefer, prefer Dysport, but I've had Botox and Zeman, both great products. Um, they both just have their, you know, their customers. So um, I also have had under eye filler. I've had cheek filler. I've had jawline filler, which is the injection I didn't even know I needed and absolutely yeah. love. It looks incredible. You yeah. look like a movie star. I, I feel like a movie star. The funniest thing about all this is that you've actually had more injections than I have. I probably have more injections than a lot of people in the clinic. (laughs) But what's also really great about that um, is that I can actually talk firsthand with patients and be like, girl, look at my face. I have eight syringes in my face. And do I look crazy? And they're like, no, I honestly wouldn't even know. And I'm like, I know, don't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. Or tell everyone I don't actually care. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I obviously know that significant others get a little weird when it comes to injections. I know that my boyfriend in particular, he never has protested against it, but he's always like, I mean, you don't really need it, but like he wouldn't know. Like I literally got injections like a week after we started like hanging out. So it's like you actually don't even know another version of me, luckily for me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think every time I'm like, okay, I'm getting lip filler again. He's like, okay, like you deserve it. But that's not the case with everybody. We get so many patients who come in. They're like, oh, my God, I don't want my boyfriend or my husband to know. And it's like, oh, my God, lady, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? So how did your boyfriend respond to you getting cosmetic treatments? So. Let me preface this by just saying, I think where a lot of that comes from is just like not really understanding. Absolutely. And not really under like people think, especially like straight or gay men, um, (laughs) I guess, just think of filler and they see like these people with gigantic cheeks and gigantic Oh, and women too. Absolutely. It it is the lack of knowledge, not to cut you off, but it it is the lack of understanding what these treatments do and for. And a lot of people get them confused with botched cosmetic surgery and they're absolutely not the same thing. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because when it's done right, you barely can tell. Exactly. And so the first thing I really got was anti-wrinkle. And he was like, well, why do you do that? Like, you can't even raise your eyebrows. And I'm like, I know it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was he didn't understand it. And then I got filler and he was like, well, why do you need that? And then this, this, this. And I was like, well, look at this photo where I have like these bags under my eyes and now they're gone. Um, And just like that, he's starting to understand it. And he he would prefer us just be able to talk about it versus me like trying to hide it from him. So I don't try to hide it from him. And he is like, if that's what you want, then do what you want to do. But I think you're very handsome. And I'm like, thank you. I know, but I want it. Yeah. (laughs) So sorry. You can never be too handsome. Yeah. It's like when people are like, but you're so beautiful. You're like, and you're just like, okay, honey, no, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's really funny. (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about some of the research that you pulled because I do think it's really important for us to talk about with our listeners. Um, You know, 
we try to be as relatable as possible, but also we like to give you guys some information. Obviously, our we've talked about a variety of topics, but men who maintenance is something that I wish more people participated in. Mm-hmm. Like even my boyfriend, like he is very outdoorsy. His complexion is clear, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have underlying skin issues. And yeah. that's something that I'm mainly concerned with. Like he grew up being very outdoorsy. Uh, dirt biking doing motocross uh, he loves to go swimming like he loves to be outside like I, I literally can't relate um but you know with that being said like it starts to show at a certain point like yeah. hey one day you're gonna have age spots on your face like you're gonna mm-hmm. have sun damage like you have static lines and trying to get him to understand that hey doing a daily like just put on spf at least and a vitamin yeah. c serum and he's really gotten to that routine it is hilarious because the the vitamin C serum that I've now got him accustomed to is like $166. Girl, I know. It's like, come on now. I'm like about to hit my boyfriend up on Venmo to be like, you used all of my LHA cleanser. Yes. It's $40. It, that's what I'm saying. And so, you know, you and I talked about this in some of the research that you pulled, how men behave when it comes to doing these routines. Like they're not as outward about it yeah or they'll they're not talking about it they'll perform their you know day or night routine kind of quietly put it away and then not talk about it whereas girls were like how many influencers do you hear hey guys yeah. welcome back to my channel watch yeah. me do my day where we don't care use so, my code on instagram yeah. <laughs> for 20 percent off exactly <laughs> i know speaking of use my code yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> keith does have a code uh if you want to help him out you know it's a great time it's what keith 10 yeah i don't I don't know. I don't ever give it out. That's why it oh. doesn't show. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was one of the big things I saw on my on um, the articles I was reading is that men aren't talking about the things that they do to their skin. Um, a lot of people do have routines like uh, that um, stat um, statistic that I mentioned earlier. Forty three percent of men are using products that are that go beyond just shaving cream but they're not talking about it they're not going to their other male friends and being like hey i started using this new face wash that's absolutely amazing it's like (laughs) but why you know it's like if you guys have like a similar type of skin and they're having similar problems why not give those recommendations like if you have a buddy who has bad acne and you found a product that has really helped you with your acne why not share the love um and also another thing with men is that they want to buy their products online they don't want to go into stores because they're kind of ashamed and so buying online is a big thing in the beauty industry for men um but why does that need to be the case it's like go to ask a professional about the products because the information you're getting on oh on the internet may not always be correct and asking a professional who um can tell you what glycolic is or retinol and what those things do and why they're beneficial and when to use one and when to use the other can be so beneficial i mean the skin like you said is doesn't have a gender and the skin is the biggest organ it's taking the brunt of the changing weather i mean in the summer it's the heat and in the winter it's the um the cold and it's taking the brunt of that and it's also taking all the uv rays that we have when we're outside so taking care of that and like using glycolic which is going to turn over the skin and then using retinol, which is going to help build up new skin and anti-age and all that stuff is going to just, and on, and like you said, using an SPF at least 30 or above mm-hmm. is super important because we need to protect ourselves against the sun, no matter if you're a boy or a girl. It's like, 
Well, I think from the marketing perspective too that you highlighted on was the purchasing behavior of men and skincare. And it's so funny to me because as we've gotten older, like all of our spouses, Lily Rodriguez, I'm going to give you a shout out and Matt Chong, you too. Um, my favorite New York couple who I literally crash on their couch every time I go visit, you know, he's even been exposed to our clinic and, and, and some degree. And he's like, wow, like, so you guys can apply filler underneath the eyes, take away bags. Like, oh, there's skincare that can like help me with these concerns. And like, he's a manly guy who works in finance. Like he does not have time to like worry about this kind of thing. So having that education for people like that to like, I guess from my standpoint as a marketer, like, Hey, how do I reach these people who maybe need to be talked to digitally about their options? And I, I don't know. I, I think that to me, and you had talked about this too, which was really crazy, um, little key phrases that men resonate with versus mm-hmm. others. So like, we're always talking about glowing, beautiful skin, yeah. feeling pretty, like how many times you identify pretty and beautiful with feminine. Yeah. And then you had told me that men actually resonate uh, resonate with healthy, healthy yeah. skin, like so something like that. In a survey, um, I can actually give you guys the, um, reference Mm -hmm. in a beauty survey done by the um euro monitor international um in 2019 actually showed that the most um common associated trait with masculinity was confidence and also said that men get turned off by the word beauty but prefer the word healthy so instead of using like okay get a hydrofacial and you're going to have beautiful glowing skin using the phrases like get a hydrofacial you'll have healthy skin and you'll feel more confident about yourself is going to be a better phrase for marketing towards men than it is than what we would use for women so it's really interesting and actually um i saw an article i was reading an article about keels the brand mm-hmm. um and they actually have an in-store like brick and mortar store and they have a motorcycle inside but they also have like these beautiful chandeliers that are hanging to kind of blend those new those gender lines so that both genders feel comfortable in there and i think that that's great because and their packaging is like more masculine than it is feminine because i feel like girls don't care as much if they have something that looks masculine sure that they're using but it's great that we're starting to understand like these like what's limiting men and how we can make them feel more comfortable and confident in what they're using Okay, Cash, and I wanted to take a minute to interrupt our show so that I could ask you a beauty secret. I've been noticing how long and amazing your hair has been, and I also know you're a religious wearer of extensions. So is your real hair deceiving me, or is it almost as long as your extensions? Oh my God, your eyes have not been deceived. And I love to interrupt the show for a good compliment. So thank you so much to you and to Holy Dose. Holy Dose is our go-to collagen-based powder company. So they offer a variety of flavors. I've told you before, my favorite is matcha. It also helps me with my metabolism. So I take this before I go to the gym. You know, I wake up at five, hate to do it, but Holy Dose really gets me through my workout. So with that being said, my hair has grown so much, a few inches actually. I wear 20 to 22 inch extensions and my real hair underneath is about the same length now. I'm so stoked. So 
Yeah. Well, I appreciate it too because I've been trying it out and I appreciate that it's clinically proven and it's very results driven. The before and after photos just between what you've been experiencing and what they have on their website at holydose.com is actually really impressive. Also, I like the fact that they incorporate other additives such as biotin and horsetail herb, which I've heard you can take separately, but having this packed into one powder, it's so convenient and it really is results driven. So I've been loving that and I love that this particular sponsor and company gave us something for our amazing rosé buds and that's a discount code. So Cashin, how can they get the results that you've been getting as well? All right, guys. So first step, go to holydose.com and then once you're ready to check out, use promo code DUROSE. That's D-E. U-X-R-O-S-E for 10% off your purchase. That's D-E-U-X-R-O-S-E for 10% off. All right. And back to our show. So um, some other things that I found um, was just the the wider knowledge of skincare. Like you Mm -hmm. were saying earlier, um, when men start to really understand what is happening and like why they're doing certain things, they start to open up more about it. I know like even both of our boyfriends have become more open to it as we've like exposed really them exposed them. Yeah. So if you have a man out there um, or your brother or whatever, and they have questions about their skincare, they can always DM our Instagram. It's completely confidential too. Mm-hmm. And like you can basically get some advice from people who work in the industry, you know, or you can always DM me personally and I'll be happy to answer some questions too. So, And I'm going to shout out my dad right now because he listens religiously to every single episode. And really, this episode is dedicated to you. <laughs> you need to come into the clinic, get a facial, and get it together. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of men, I feel like they might have nice skin, but they always have like a lot of texture issues. Like their skin yes, looks like it's crazy. so bumpy and like sister bumps. <laughs> um, but it's like... Come in, get a little peel, retexturize your skin, and go yeah, on your day. No, and no one is any wiser about it. I think yeah. that's the best part. So much of what we do is discreet. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys think that when you get Botox injections or whatever anti wrinkle injections, that you're going to look like you have raised eyebrows and you're like frozen in time, which obviously is totally the goal. Like we're trying to freeze our age, but it's you, there are degrees of beauty, there's degrees of response and right not even response and result i should say yeah because everybody men or women want to be beautiful they want to look good and that is what that means to everybody is different Mm -hmm. and there's a spectrum to that like there are people who enjoy a more exaggerated look there's some people who want to look incredibly natural and then there's everybody else in between and what i love about this industry is that it really does cater to every single person Absolutely. It makes me really proud to be part of that because there's a thousand reasons why I like this industry. You know, growing up, like I never felt like I was very pretty. Like I was around girls who I felt were a lot more naturally beautiful. And so, you know, I have my extensions. I wear my makeup every day. I get lip filler. I get anti-wrinkle. And so, you know, there's a thousand reasons why I get that. And then you have you participate in the same services, but for very different Absolutely. reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to when I was saying, like, how I left the emergency room and I found, you know, this opportunity and how it's reintroduced me to clinical medicine. One of the biggest things that I love about this job and this industry is that the people that come to us leave feeling better about themselves versus in the ER, they they didn't. And I love to see that. And I love to like be a part of that where someone comes in and they might feel like self-conscious of their under eyes or they might feel self-conscious about having thin lips and they get to leave feeling more confident and enjoying their body more. And that's 
I think that's beautiful. Like it doesn't just because you're getting filler doesn't mean that you're you like hate yourself. It means that like you love yourself enough to take care of it. And that's kind of what totally. it, all it is. Well, nobody shames people for going to the gym, right? Exactly. Because they want to look better. Like, I think that there's such a stigma that comes with our industry. And we've talked about this in previous episodes where it doesn't necessarily get the prestige that it deserves. But beauty is a business. And more importantly, beauty does cater to every single person to some degree. And I don't know if you heard the first stat that Keith gave us, but a $24 billion industry coming directly from men, billions with a B, like that's something to be acknowledged, you know? Absolutely. And it's like, that's only going to get bigger as gender roles and gender lines are being blurred. And that's happening right now. We see it every day. Men want to look better. Men are dressing better. Like it's not, we're not wearing dickies and cargo shorts anymore. It's like we're wearing (laughs) slim fit things where we like are brushing our hair and we're like trimming our beards and we look great and I love it and I'm here for it. And so is DR. Yeah. (laughs) What a plug. Um, Queer Eye is hands down the best TV show to ever happen to Netflix, period, or really just anything. One of them, yeah. Yeah, one of them. But I love that they really highlight on what this industry it should be and really encompasses. Yeah. People just taking tiny baby steps to modify how they feel about themselves. And it it just shows. It glows. It radiates from everything that you do when you look good, you feel good, and you perform better. Yeah. And I love that. That's literally why I get up every day at 5, go to the gym by 6, I get ready, I do my hair and makeup, and I'm not the prettiest girl in the room, but I definitely feel like I'm more put together and I feel like I'm ready to take on the day when I'm in a regimented schedule where I am showing up for myself. And this industry lets people really do that at their own pace too. Absolutely, yeah. One thing that I, in my personal experience, was that getting into a skincare routine seemed like hard for me. Like. I started with a face wash that I really loved. And then I started with a moisturizer that I really loved. And and then I started with serums that I really loved. And now all of a sudden, it's a five-step morning and night <laughs> skincare routine. And my skin, it shows, you know? like, And I really appreciate that. And it's I did it in baby steps. It wasn't like I all of a sudden jumped into this thing where I'm supposed to understand like what goes on top of what. And that was why I was like always texting Cash and like, when do I put the agent blemish yeah. on? Like, <laughs> do I put that on before or after this? And it's like... <laughs> You can start slow and work your way into it and get your routine down. And like, you might not even need a full five-step routine. You know, that might not be what you need. You might just need a good cleanser and a moisturizer and a SPF. And that might be what's best for you. And everyone's different. And that's why it's good to talk about it because you can learn from other people um, and you can learn from from professionals and you can kind of try things out and see what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And part of why we are so visible with our staff on social media, if you don't follow us on social media, it's at Durose Beauty Refinery and it's D-E-U-X-R-O-S-E Beauty Refinery. And we showcase all of our staff for a reason because these treatments or this understanding of this industry can be incredibly intimidating for people, uh, men or women. And it's something like Like if you want to start going to the gym and you haven't been in a while and it's you feel kind of embarrassed because everyone's already you feel like everybody is kind of ahead of you. I definitely can understand that, like coming into our clinic, which is very feminine, by the way, um, and everyone is adorable. Everyone's very friendly. Everybody might seem it might be a little overwhelming at first. So to get your 
toes wet in the water. Like we really like to have a social media presence so that you feel like you already know these people when you walk into our clinic. And I feel like we've done a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you already feel like you know these people and it really breaks down that barrier of like, hey, I feel like I can talk to you because I'm a little embarrassed about this or I feel insecure about this or I love this feature and I want this to be highlighted. So, you know, I really think that the intimidation factor plays a huge part as coupled with um, the lack of education or understanding of this industry too. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I always have like patients and I'm like, I'll come out and introduce myself and they're like, I feel like I already know you from Instagram. I mean, I haven't been recognized out and I I said it once today and I'll say it again. Um, But at least when I, when people come in, they're like, I see you on Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassing, but it's okay because we all have fun. Yeah, we have so much fun. But, you know, it really uh, it really puts the patients at ease. Mm -hmm. And that's really the goal. So, like, if they're already nervous about these treatments, which they more nine times out of ten, they are, even if it's just a facial, it puts them so much more in a comforting zone where they're like, hey, I feel like I can talk to you about this. Or, like, I've seen you perform this service on social media, like, a thousand times. Like, you obviously know what you're doing. And it allows them to kind of explore what we do and why we like these services at their own pace. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And we have people that follow us for, have been following us for a year and are just now like feeling comfortable coming in. And yeah. that's why I think it's so important to just like stay with it and mm-hmm. keep, that's why we show a lot of the same things and we show a lot of like the same services because we want people to see what is happening like every single time. And then totally. it's, you know, that's what's going to, it's going to be like for you. So be comfortable with that and then, be comfortable when you're actually in the chair. What would you tell a male listener that doesn't currently participate? Where would you tell him to start? Would it be with skin, injections, research, et cetera? Um, obviously start with research mm-hmm. or come in and get a consultation. Mm-hmm. Um, have a professional tell you, answer your questions. I would first figure out what it is that you want. Are you worried about acne? Are you worried about scarring? Are you worried about wrinkles? Are you worried about skin texture because that's also going to be a factor of where you start as well if you have great skin and you are already using like a good cleanser and an spf but you have static you're starting to get static wrinkles in your forehead then maybe anti-wrinkle is where you need to start which is uh, like my favorite injection my favorite too like so that changed like not only just like the wrinkles in my forehead but my oil production it was it's amazing so anti-wrinkle like everyone should get it um so it just look at what you want and then go from there because you know we need to focus on the big issues and then we can break down what they need absolutely and i know that we already touched on this but you feel like you're super confident now that you've started to participate in these services what would you tell somebody who maybe got it once and then maybe didn't feel like they had that reaction um i would probably tell them to Come to do rosé. To come to do rosé, obviously, <laughs> it depends on what they're not what they're not confident about. Was it the injector? Was it the results? Was it you know? There's a few different things that someone could not feel comfortable. You know, maybe it was they didn't feel comfortable with their injector. Um, all I can say is I can just speak for us, and I know that there really is a difference between female and male injections, and it's all about placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and our Technique. our nurse injectors are amazing, and they really understand 
how to make a face look feminine and how to make a face look masculine. And I mean, I can speak for myself. Like I have cheek filler, but I am not about to walk out and look contoured. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a different injection and I have jawline and it's going to be, it's literally a different angle that is used when putting, doing that injection. And we use um, measurements to measure that angle. So it's not just like where our nurse injectors are eyeing it. So if that's an issue that you're not confident, then do rosé might be the place for you or at least a nurse injector and just ask what kind of tools they use to make sure that those things are covered. Um, if it's the result that you didn't like, um, the great thing about HAs is that they can be dissolved. Explain to the audience what HAs mean. So HA is hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid. Okay, maybe I'll explain. <laughs> I know what it is. It's just so hard to say. Okay. Um, that's why I said HA. Um, <laughs> HA is, a, is our bodies naturally produce it. And it's the base of what a lot of fillers are. Um, so a lot of Juvederm yeah. and Restylane fill fillers are based in hyaluronic okay, acid. Okay, they're synthetic hyaluronic acid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Um, we'll practice it tomorrow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and that can be dissolved. So if there's ever an injection that you absolutely hate, it can be, if it's based in HA, it can be dissolved, which is great because it's like, if you hate the way something looks in a few weeks, it can just be dissolved, which I think should give people a lot of confidence in the filler that they're getting. Um, another thing is, you know, they might not think that they might not even like recognize an issue. Like for me, I didn't even see the dents in my cheeks until nurse D pointed it out. And then it was literally all I could see. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and if that's not, if some people come in and they're like, well, I've never even thought about that. And then they come back three weeks later and they're like, actually, that is something I want to do. So, I mean, just coming in for a consultation and kind of going from there, but yeah, come to DR. Absolutely. So I know that you had said that DR kind of turned you back into the direction of the clinical space. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell people what direction you're starting to think about moving into and why, because I know you want to go to school with VPA. So I'll just talk about that a little bit, because we do have people who follow and listen to us who are aspiring nurse injectors or might just mm -hmm. be going into nursing school, maybe don't know the direction they want to go in and you having some kind of medical background, you know, working in the hospitals, mm -hmm. working as a phlebotomist, et cetera, et cetera. And now being in the aesthetics world, what would you say to people? Well, I'll let you explain the direction you want to go into, but then also yeah. provide some advice for people who want to go in a similar direction. Yeah. So for me, I, um, after I found DR, it really did reintroduce me to clinical medicine um, and inspired me to go back to school to become a physician's assistant, um, which is a healthcare provider that works under a physician. Um, and so that's really exciting. I'm excited about that. And so what's great about being a PA or a nurse practitioner or a nurse is you can be an injector. And so the route that I am kind of looking at going down is not necessarily, not necessarily focused in cosmetics, but definitely something I want to continue doing and working with Taylor and working with Dorinda, we've chatted about potentially having like alternating Saturdays where if I did become a nurse injector coming in and having clinic on like injection injection clinic on alternating Saturdays, which would be really, really fun because um, one of the things that I really love about medicine is like the excitement and the learning experience mm -hmm. um with medicine you're always learning and you're always advancing and even in the cosmetic industry there's always a new technique coming out there's new fillers coming out there's new products sculptra radius different techniques and different ways that can be used and that's really exciting um some advice that i would give to someone that is interested in pursuing the 
um, injector route or the cosmetic route is see if you can shadow someone, Mm -hmm. see what a normal day is, maybe participate in some services to kind of be a patient because it's going to help you be a better nurse injector or injector in general because you get to really see it from both sides. Um, And that's kind of it. I will say that cosmetics is at least like injecting is not as exciting as the emergency room. So if that's (laughs) something that you're looking for, if you're looking for the excitement of medicine, injections might not be for you, but it is really rewarding and it's really fun to see people happy and people coming in and like leaving more confident. And that's really, really important to me as well. It's so funny to hear you say that because obviously Dorinda and Dr. Gresson, they both have OR experience. Like Dr. Mm -hmm. Gresson was literally a heart surgeon and Dorinda was an OR scrub nurse. But to me, like working in that environment would be so scary, so stressful. Like you're dealing with a lot of high intensity, serious, life-threatening situations for patients. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want the safety of Botox, you know? (laughs) Um, And I obviously enjoy participating in this industry because I just happen to like the beauty industry. So to hear you say like, hey, I, I like being in this industry, but I miss kind of the chaos of different practices of medicine is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your crazy experiences? Well, you know, different strokes for different folks, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I really like emergency medicine and I really like trauma specifically, which just makes me sound so crazy. Absolutely. But also, insane. like, we're all true crime fans here. Like, yeah. that's also, it's the same, it's, it's from the same grain, you know? Yeah. So... One of the things that I loved was like working in a level one trauma center. So getting to see like crack chest, gunshot wounds, motor vehicle collisions, you know, all that stuff was really interesting to me. Um, Probably, I mean, some of the craziest things though aren't even like the trauma or like the gory stuff. It's like what people are putting into the orifices of their body and... (laughs) Or, like, around other things. And, like, I can't get too deep into it, but, like... Because I might actually faint, but yeah, I might have you but, like, explain. you know, like, a Gillette Fusion can has a place, and it's not... In your butt. It's not in your butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just things like that, you know? And it's wild. And people won't even tell you. They're like, my stomach hurts. Oh, my God. And then gosh. you, like, get a CT, and you're like, well, maybe it's the Gillette Fusion can in your booty hole. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, how did that get there? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. So wild. And you just have to like know that that's, you know, there's people out there like that. That is crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit more about what you've seen. Okay. Tell the story about the hand out the window. I think about this often. Yeah. So this actually like deterred me from driving with my hand or my arm out the window for like a good year. But I had a patient who was in a rollover um, vehicle accident and they had their arm out the window. So as they rolled, the car actually like went, rolled over their arm while it was outside the window. And it actually degloved from the elbow down to the wrist, which a degloving is like picture taking a glove off, but that being skin and tissue Um, and just like exposing basically bone. Um, And it was crazy. She didn't even break her arm though. Like her arm didn't break, just like tore all of her skin off. And in that situation, we debride it in the ER. We get as much of like the the rocks and sticks and things out of the tissue. And then you go, they go to the OR to get cleaned out even more. And then tissue revisions and grafts and things like that. So um, I didn't see all of that part. Obviously, take in the ER, it's like pack and go. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting. Did, how did she recover? Just, you know, with 
her bandages on like well, no, it's like skin know, grafts like, and like revisions like, and, well, and her tendons were intact yeah you can you can test a tendon function by having people like squeeze their fingers together and stuff and all of her tendons were intact all of her nerves were intact she it was literally just like muscle tissue um that was damaged which was really interesting to see because like that usually doesn't happen i've seen people like slip out of a car and have more bone and ligament damage than she did so that was really interesting but I mean, I've seen we I had a psych patient once like get loose in the ceiling like she went into the bathroom and she climbed up into the ceiling was like running around and it was like this whole thing ceiling tiles were falling everywhere we had to move all of our trauma patients because she was just like running around and she eventually fell through the ceiling and became a trauma patient but I'm like, what is going like, what is going on yeah so. Good times. So, yeah, I love that you're like, you know, the mundane of it all with injections. I really miss these patients. I mean, well, it's like, I like both for different reasons. Sure. You know, sometimes the mundane is nice and, you know, people aren't dying all over the place. Yeah, you're a better man than I am because I definitely couldn't do any of I could never practice in medicine. Like, I can't even listen to people talk about giving childbirth without actually wanting to faint. Well, you know what stresses me giving out. Giving childbirth. <laughs> Wasn't well, that what it's called? Doing I, childbirth? I having. don't even know. Like, oh. <laughs> just childbirth? Childbirth? I don't know, like having a child? But you have to participate in it. So, like, you have I mean, having. do you? Oh, you know like... I'm not, but either way. But have you been, have you been in a room where somebody was giving birth? Yeah, I actually have assisted deliveries when i was doing clinicals um like in a fire truck well not a fire truck but in like an ambulance run by the fire department um and then i've also not only done deliveries in the emergency room uh sunrise we call it a code stork um but i've Wait, also that's so cute i know it's not as cute though <laughs> oh, okay. in person um <laughs> but I've also assisted on an emergency C-section, which like resulted in the code, like coding, which is like when there's no heartbeat for the mom and the baby, and they both ended up living. But we basically cut the baby out of the mom, like basically an emergency C-section in the middle of the ER hallway, which was crazy. (gasps) Oh my God, with people just walking around left and right? No, I mean, it's secure, like it's behind, but yeah, there's like patients there and stuff, but like sometimes you have to do what you gotta do. Oh my God. So yeah, she had a, like a uterine, she had like seven kids and she had a thin uterine wall and it ruptured and she was bleeding out into her abdominal cavity and didn't know. And then she became like hypovolemic and came to the ER and stuff and interesting, but they both lived. They're both healthy and alive Insane. as far as I know. The human body and its capabilities. Like mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Do you have any? Okay. I want you to share one more story. One more. What kind? Do you I want like a gory? Do you want like funny? I or mean, do you want like. I don't know. Like what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Like I guess it could encompass all of those things. It could be funny. But. Yeah. I mean. A lot of these are more intense. Like they're never funny. The yeah. Moment, I'm just I'd not imagine. sure. I don't want to get like yelled at for any stories of like. Um like too dirty i don't know and, okay yeah don't know dirty stories okay. it's like yikes but. um i don't know i mean a lot of trauma like kids falling out of windows or getting run over by cars those are always like crazy oh my god but kids are so resilient it's like actually amazing like i had a kid that was like jumping on a bed and went through a screen window on a second floor and like landed on concrete <gasps> and literally like survived and like bounced back very quickly um so that's crazy too. How on yeah. earth does that even happen? It's like a series of unfortunate events. Wait, it I don't literally even know. sounds like somebody threw this person out the window and well, got away with it. 
true crime. The you know, true crime. Yeah. I, you actually don't know. That's yeah. not my job to ask those questions. It's just like, interesting. Do you have a broken neck? Yeah. You know, that's my job. So do you have a broken neck, and now it's it's from that to would you like some Botox? Yeah. yeah. And now it's like you have static lines. Let's take care of that. Yeah. Or let's try. <laughs> Okay, so I think we got off topic, but I really do enjoy that you have that kind of background because Mm -hmm. it should put our patients at ease that they always think, oh my God, like getting an injection is going to be the most intense thing ever. They start freaking out. We've had people seize in our chair Mm -hmm. uh, when they get stressed out for injections, but just know you're in really good hands. Yeah. Keep this incredible. Same with our nurse injectors. And, you know, I think that sums up kind of what we were talking about today. Yeah. I think you're the best representation of men who participate in this industry. It's not only totally approachable, it's not just for, you know, women. It's definitely something that can enhance and really improve your confidence. It really does help healthy skin, vitality, everything. And, you know, who doesn't love hashtag self-care? Yeah, absolutely. And like for guys out there that have problematic skin or have acne or have things like that, like I'm sure it's something that's making you a little insecure I know it made me insecure when I had a lot of breakouts and don't be afraid to just make a move and come in and get a consultation or go somewhere and get some like good skincare products because you know what they're selling at Smith's or Walmart is probably not what you need it ain't um, it, sis. and it will really change your life and you'll be a lot more confident and I think that it's okay to want to be confident and if anyone judges you for that they have their own insecurities and they can you know totally and they're probably ugly yeah and they're the sorry people and we're all the queens that's exactly right yep <laughs> Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Rosé Room. And if you want to follow Keith on Instagram, you can do so at Keith. Is it Keith T. Harris? Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you want to? Yeah, at Keith T. Harris, K-E-I-T-H-T-H-A-R-R-I-S. That's right. And you can always come and see him um, during our injection clinic. So if you come in and you're patient with us, Keithy will be taking care of you. Yeah. And, you know, if you guys have any questions about becoming a nurse injector, becoming a medical assistant, or working as a PA, uh, RN, working as a NP, you know, Keith and the rest of our medical staff are here to answer any of those questions. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And on Wednesdays, we, we drink, drink pink. pink.